Sunday, January the 2nd. Welcome to this Burlington Audio Podcast. We hope you will be encouraged and inspired in your faith as you listen to this message. We'd love to hear what you think. Please be in touch with us through the website. More information and many more podcasts are all at burlingtonbaptist.org.uk. Thanks for listening. Great. Thanks, uh, Jane, very much indeed. Surely the Lord was in this place and I was not aware of it. Our longing over these weeks is that we discover that God is in the place of our lives. Jacob was in the midst of a, a difficult season and he discovered that God met him where he was. I, I don't know about you, but I don't feel much like fasting uh, at the moment. I don't feel much like fasting because we're kind of overwhelmed with the sense of losses that we feel. Uh, Claire's mum's funeral will be on Monday, a week uh, tomorrow for your prayers. Uh, Chris Sheldrake, as many of you know, funeral will be the following Monday, the 17th, 10.30 here in the morning. And then later on that week here also in church, Ray Deeks' funeral. And not only that, as we celebrate communion next Sunday to start our Daniel fast, we'll remember others that uh, heaven has gained and we have lost over this last year. And gather with that our sense of, uh, uh, of discontent over the holidays, the anxiety about who we will meet and when we can meet them and uh, things planned and cancelled and so on. So I, I guess that many of you can understand what I'm saying when I say I, I can't be bothered with fasting. It feels like too much, like an effort and hard work. And that's what struck me as I was thinking about these next few weeks. That my posture towards fasting can be, it's about my effort and my uh, striving. How many of you have read what I, what we sent out on email on Thursday? Okay, so not many of us are picking up our email communication. That's uh, uh, worth us, us knowing. But that's the place where you'll get to, 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 to tune in to what's going on. So maybe that's in your inbox. If it's not in your inbox, then make sure you ask for it to be in your inbox. Usually there's about one thing a week on average that comes out from us that is important to help keep us all uh, connected. Uh, and I was saying there that, that my posture towards fasting can easily become about my own effort, my striving. Can I put in enough effort to give up whatever it is? Can I put in enough effort to cope with not eating whatever I would like to eat? Can I put in enough effort to to do that extra activity to take up whatever it is I'm taking up? And right now I feel like I can't be bothered. And then I felt the Spirit of God whisper a little bit that maybe it's got nothing to do with my effort Maybe it's nothing to do with how much effort can I put in over these next few weeks. Maybe what's happening over these next few weeks is an invitation from God for me to draw close. And I don't know what verse that you typically think of when when we talk about drawing close to God. You know the one in James, draw near to God and... 
he'll draw near to you. Or come to me all you who are and burdened and I will. What if fasting is not about what can I give up? What effort can I put in to try and twist God's arm in some way? What if it's an invitation for me to respond to that invitation from God that is always present? It was there for Jacob as he slept, even though he didn't realize it. And maybe our collective prayer is, can God awaken in us a receptivity to the invitation that is always present Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you uh, rest. There was a story, there is a story, uh, that that in a way reinforces what uh, Lucy was demonstrating with the mobile phone some moments ago. Uh, It began with a four-year-old boy who would strum whatever bit of string or elastic he could possibly find. And you know when your kids are little and they're doing something that's perfectly normal, you go, my kid's a genius. Well, Well, it turned out that this kid was a genius. And they decided to buy him a violin. And by the age of 12, he was playing in symphonies. By the age of 30... Joshua Bell was able to command a fee of a thousand dollars a minute for playing his violin. And uh, the social experimenters decided on a social experiment. And he was on tour one night in Boston, next night in Washington. And they asked him whether he would go early to Washington in order to play in the subway during rush hour. And he agreed that he would play in the subway uh, during rush hour and he would take his most expensive violin that was 3.5 million pounds. And with a flat cap, he began to play in the subway. Remember, the night before, he was in concert, $1,000 a minute. The next day in rush hour, he started to play. It took seven minutes for anybody to even pause. Everybody didn't even notice. And then there was a pause for a second. He put a few dollars into the hat to try and get things going. At the end of the hour, he had raised $32. And no one except one person had stopped for longer than a minute. Now, of course, there's the obvious parallels, isn't there, about our fast. We're in the rush of life, and are we going to stop, and are we going to notice that God's invitation is right there, even in the subway of our lives. But I was struck by the one person. The one person who was at the concert the previous night, would you believe it, and recognized him in the subway that day, and stopped for seven minutes, amazed that this genius was available to her free of charge, having spent the money the night before, free of charge there in the subway. I thought, that's it, isn't it? 
but free of charge, available to us, not in the cathedrals and temples of our lives, but in the ordinariness of our lives, in the subway of our everyday commute, our everyday comings and goings, our clearing away, our getting out, our cooking, our sleeping, our reading, our watching, our playing, our working, in our everyday lives. There is this invitation to what the psalmist calls cellar. Have you noticed that in the NIV? I think it's got it recorded. Every now and again it says S-E-L-A-H. And my paraphrase of that is, for goodness sake, pause for a moment. It's an invitation to, to, to just take in the, the magnitude of what the psalmist is saying, the, the wonder that God's presence is there in the, in the mess of our everyday lives. For goodness sake, cellar. For goodness sake, pause. Come to me even in the subway, the underground of life, all you who are weary, and I will, I will give you rest. So I'm journeying, and I invite you to journey with me on a transition from, let's not spend the next three weeks all about what can I do, what effort can I put in, but let's spend the next three weeks saying yes to the invitation to pause, to sell it, to lean into God's presence in whatever way you find uh, most helpful. I wonder, if, could we have the slide up that was at the beginning, Mark? There's uh, three words, the align, the abide, align and advance uh, slide on the screen. We're going to be digging in in our daily rhythms from next week in John chapter 15. And you will know those familiar uh, verses. I, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me will bear much fruit. And there are, there are two words that, that come to my mind again and again as I think about uh, those verses in John chapter 15. The first is faithfulness. The first is faithfulness. Because for the vine to grow, it's got to stay in the same place for quite a long time. It's got to do the same thing day in, day out, day in, day out. It's got to stick with it through the seasons. Faithfulness. But faithfulness itself uh, wasn't enough. But maybe it's enough for us today. Is there an area today where God is inviting you to be just a little bit more faithful in saying yes to the invitation? A little bit more rhythmic, a little bit more sticking at the same thing for a little bit longer. Where is God inviting you to take that pause that faithfulness expresses? But you will also know from John chapter 15, that faithfulness by itself, in the end, wasn't enough. Because the branches that did not bear fruit were what? Were pruned, were cut off. There is a calling to be faithful that leads to fruitfulness. And that's also the challenge of saying yes to the invitation saying yes to the pause, not just to be faithful, but where, Lord God, are you calling me to be more fruitful? Where have I been faithful, perhaps, in the wrong things, in the wrong ways, but a little tweak, a little change can make me more fruitful? So that's my journey. My journey up to the fast is how can I 
How can I lean into seeing this as an invitation rather than an obligation for which I need to strive? To make it about what God is doing in me rather than the effort that I can put in. And then during the fast, through these three weeks of thinking about abiding and then aligning, the pruning, and then where we might step into growth, the, ad- the advancing. Where am I faithful? And where does my faithfulness need to change to help me become more fruitful? And in the end, all of that is God's doing, isn't it? The Bible tells us that it's God's work in us that makes us more like his son, Jesus. Faithfulness to fruitfulness or abiding and aligning and advancing. We're going to just gather those thoughts that allow them to settle on us as Simone comes and sings. It's a new song, I think, this one perhaps to many of us. So you can just listen or you can join in. Uh, but let's use these, these moments just to go, okay, where am I on this kind of invitation striving kind of spectrum? Uh, do I feel like it's a lot of effort? Maybe I've already decided, do you know what, I just can't be bothered with that fast this year because it's just too much like hard work. I'd like a quick functional saviour. I'd like to keep going the way that I am. Or maybe... Or maybe you're beginning to hear the whispers of the Spirit inviting us close to pause, to embrace, to to see, to know, to feel the wonder of a God who loves us and gives himself to us. In the pain and sadness and grief and loss and disruption of our lives. Let's make our response to God in these moments.